thank you to everyone that has tuned in thus far and has helped make 52 Weeks of Hustle such a success. I've had such a great time sitting down with industry leaders. Thank you to the leaders and for all the listeners and your continued support. I'm excited to have joined General Sports Worldwide, where Lou DePauli and I will be focusing on executive search and team consulting. Our services will range from recruiting, onboarding, training, development, business planning, consulting, and much more. We're really looking to be a full service agency for our clients to assist them in their return on investment and return on energy. Please let me know if you have any interest. In addition, thank you for everyone that has supported the book, Hustle Your Way to Success in Sports Sales, a playbook to be an elite in the sports business industry. It's available on Amazon in ebook, paperback, and audio versions. Be sure to check out 52weeksofhustle.com as well as to follow on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Enjoy this week's episode. Welcome to 52 Weeks of Hustle. I'm Travis Apple, and I'll be your host of this podcast. I've been fortunate to spend my entire career in the sports sales industry, and I wanted the opportunity to give back, to give back to those individuals that want to get in this business, or for those that are in this business that want to continue to excel at an elite level. For those of you who know me, hustle has always been important, hence the name. Each week, I'm going to have the opportunity to sit down with industry professionals to talk about their career growth, what it takes to be successful, and ultimately a few key takeaways for you to apply to your everyday. Without further ado, our guest this week. Many people have the dream of playing sports for as long as they can. Our next guest was able to play competitively throughout his life and even play D1 soccer. He has taken that passion at his role now as he is helping the overall growth strategy of the United Soccer League. I'm excited to have Justin Papadakis, Chief Operating and Chief Real Estate Officer for the United Soccer League. Justin, welcome to the show. Thanks, Travis. Appreciate having me on. Justin, I'm really looking forward to diving into your fun career journey. And let's start from the beginning. You grow up here in the States and start playing soccer. Then your junior year, you head to Portugal. So was that always a dream to play overseas? So grew up in Atlanta uh, for, for the most part and then went over to, uh, to Lisbon uh, to train with Benfica when I was a for my sophomore and junior year. And uh, before that was kind of going back and forth to England um, and decided to make, make the move full time over to Europe uh, my sophomore year in, in high school. And it was, it was a great experience. Uh, Benfica is one of the you know, most, most storied club, uh, clubs in Europe. And uh, there, there's not too much to not like about uh, Portugal. I mean, the weather, the food, the people, uh, and, and definitely their, their love of football. Uh, it's hard to match, and it was a, was a great learning experience for me. No, absolutely. And, you know, a lot of times, even in this business, it's, it's hard to get out of your comfort zone. And you were doing it back when you were 15, 16 years old. So what were some of the biggest differences from, from living over in Portugal to the U.S.? Well, one of the biggest differences was, you know, really the, the intensity to which, you know, they approach, uh, they approach the game. And a lot of those aspects are what we're bringing now uh, to the USL Academy. And I think when we look at, you know, the growth of soccer in the United States, uh, we have so many advantages uh, versus, versus, versus Europe on the commercial side of the business. Uh, but when, when starting out there, um, you can just, you know, the, the love of the game is, you know, is, is widespread. Um, and so, uh, being in that environment, training in that environment, 
uh, getting to, you know, work with the, the, the first team as a goalkeeper. Uh, we, we got to train with the first team uh, goalkeepers quite often. So, you know, on, on the field, it was, you know, it's an incredible experience. And then off the field, uh, you know, get to get to, you know, really experience a, a beautiful country. So, um, you know, it's a big part of, of what we do now is, you know, how to, how to balance on the field and off the field. And, uh, you know, we try to apply a lot of those learnings every day. No, absolutely. And Justin, growing up, you had quite the accolades as a soccer player from being the youngest player on the USL Portugal team, representing your school in six international model United Nation conferences to being named the 2004 McDonald's All-American team. So what were some key learnings early on in your life that you still focus on today? Well, the I'd say the primary one is, you know, just like so many of my my colleagues in the office. Is, is the passion for, for, the, for the game of soccer. And so what we try to get up every day uh, to, to do and have the opportunity to do, uh, which you know, we're just so fortunate, is get to work on growing the game of soccer in the United States. And so I think it really helps and, and differentiates the USL that so many of the front office staff uh, played the game at, at various levels. Um, and many of which still, you know, still play uh, on a on, on a nightly basis. Soccer balls are kicked around the office. Got to be real careful not not to get <laughs> when, when you're walking around the USL office. Um, and it's just it's part of our DNA. And and that, I think, resonates to what we're doing because, you know, it's it's not a job. It's 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 really a passion. And we are just in the beginning of growing uh, soccer in the United States and come 2026, you'll be able to really see the progress that we made on the field and uh, equally important, um, off the field in compared to 1994, where we have thousands of professional playing jobs, coaching jobs, front office jobs, uh, and soccer is being a very different place, um, come 2026. And uh, at the USL, we, we get to play a part in that, and, and we're, we're really fortunate um, and, and humbled to, to be a part of that. No, absolutely. And I'm excited to dive into kind of the future growth and expansion of the USL. And, you know, kind of going back, Justin, to you growing up, you go on to attend Duke University. You have a great collegiate career with the Blue Devils as the goalie, as you mentioned. And as a goalie, I know there's a ton of strategy and thoughts. They especially go into it during, like, penalty kicks. So, like, walk the listeners how you approach those penalty kicks as a goalie? Well, we're we're uh, fortunate to have it. I think as as a goalkeeper, you're in the uh, the I think good position of being the, the 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 attacking player. I think is supposed to score them. So I think you know you have uh, you have that going for you. Uh, <laughs> there, there's a lot lot of different strategies, but I think um, you know we we're fortunate to to win a couple on. Pen- Penalty kicks at, at, at Duke, and um, you know it's it's a it was one of the one of the parts of games that I enjoyed the most, um, and uh, you know it's it, it comes down to a little luck, but uh, but uh, you know uh, as goalkeepers when when we stop them, you know it's it's definitely all skill. Yeah, no, absolutely. And so as as you mentioned, you know a lot of the the people in the office are still playing competitively. Are you still playing? 
You know, I wish I could uh, with with the number of stadiums that, that we're building across the country. I travel uh, three three weeks a month. And so the, the couple of days I'm home, uh, you know, I think I think I'd get in trouble with my with my wife if if I went out and, and, and played, you know, for those those three days that I'm home. Yep. Uh, but hopefully once, once we get these next uh, 35 stadiums built uh, in, in in a couple of years, I, I can I can resume, uh, you know, my my uh, play play at night. And like most goalkeepers, you know, my my best position was up top scoring goals. So uh, ho- hopefully <laughs> I can I can, you know, uh, I can I can put a couple goals in uh, at, at, at night once once these stadiums are built. But, no, absolutely. And, I, and I'm sure you still got it. And so, you know, Justin, as, as right after graduation, you take a, a little bit of an unconventional route. You don't go directly into to sports. You start at the DDR Corp, which is now Site Centers Corp. That's a publicly traded real estate company that invests in shopping centers. So why was that the right opportunity for you out of college? Well, I, I always wanted to go into sports. And, um, you know, around 2007, 2008, and I, when I graduated, I had the opportunity uh, to visit LA Live uh, when, when that project was opening. And I saw that and I said, wow, you know, this is, um, I thought, going to be the future of sports, having stadium anchored developments. And real estate, like, like a lot of other areas, it's a very specialized area. Um, in terms of, you know, development, uh, real estate finance, zoning, uh, down, down the list of entitlements um, and on and on about how to get a development from uh, conception to, to reality. So I really wanted to get a, a firm uh, background and, and knowledge base in real estate development because I, 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 I thought uh, it would play a big part of, of of soccer's growth uh, going going forward, um, along the same you know timeline, it also the the company there uh, also provided me uh, with the opportunity uh, to do night law school, uh, which which was you know of four of the years, um, a lot lot of long long days there, uh, but again same same thing you know so many aspects of of real estate, of of running you know a business at an executive level. Um, comes comes down to uh, comes down to the legal aspects, and so and then finally uh, had a you know very very fortunate uh, to have you know really an incredible opportunity at DDR um, with you know a, amazing boss that just spent so much time and you know boss now now friend and, and mentor um, that spent so much time with me teaching me the business. And um, uniquely, you know, kind of parallel to going through the COVID crisis, right when I graduated, um, soon thereafter was, you know, a big kind of financial crisis in real estate. And so, you know, when I started, I think the stock was at $70. And by the end of my first year, I think it was at $1.25. So I didn't know if it was me or, (laughs) or the financial crisis. Uh, but definitely you know, blame the financial crisis. Yeah, exactly. We had an amazing CEO, uh, and Dan Hurwitz, um, who, you know, again, I got, you know, just fortunate, even though he was running a big public company, you know, spent time with, you know, us as management trainees 
And it was just an exceptional time period. And he, you know, when I, you know, asked him, you know, how, how do you manage through this? And like, you know, we're at, I'm at the table with, you know, he really put us in high pressure situations. You know, I was like, I didn't, I don't have the experience. And he said, look, no one, no one has the experience of going through this. And, you know, again, I think learned, learned a lot from him going through that, uh, you know, that time period and how he managed it, you know, really kept the company, um, you know, pumped up and it was just a lot of macro factors going on, but uh, he, he got the company through it and got the employees through that. And, you know, we faced a similar type of challenge with, with COVID uh, last year and, you know, to a degree this year. And I think going through it one time, even though I was, you know, you know, uh, entry level had the opportunity because of the, the program I was in to, you know, work with our senior executives, you know, on a day-to-day basis. So I think that, that definitely, you know, helped, helped me now, now being in a, uh, you know, senior executive role uh, in, in helping, you know, our league and our owners um, na- navigate the, the COVID uh, crisis. Yeah, you talk about a lot of the similarities, but it certainly comes down to control what you can control. And, uh, you know, at, you know, there at DDR, you end up spending over six and a half years there and you worked your really what your way up. You started out as a management trainee to ultimately the business development director. And so what do you feel like you did back and then to continue to work your way up and get promoted internally on such a consistent basis? Well, you know, there's there's so many different tracks coming out of school from, from Duke. Um, so many of my friends went, went into finance, uh, worked, worked with the, the big banks. And um, we, we were a big public company, uh, but relative to, you know, a JP Morgan or a city, um, you know, we, we were a smaller company. And most importantly, we had a CEO who really believed um, in, in what we had at DDR called the management training program as a group of uh, uh, four of us. And we, we got to interact, you know, every single day uh, with, uh, with the senior most people in the company. And so we had a kind of day job uh, in, 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 in leasing, but the, the role was really crafted around, uh, kind of be, be, being the sidekick uh, to our senior executives. And so that, that was, you know, that, that was interesting. Um, it really kind of threw, threw you in the fire, uh, especially given the financial crisis going on. So whether it's preparing our, our leadership for uh, investor calls, uh, investor meetings, you know, representing the company uh, along with, with my boss at uh, creditors committees of circuit cities and, and linens and things. Um, you know, it was, it was, it was a great experience and, and definitely what I would, you know, recommend to so many young people, you know, look at looking for getting a career in sports is, you know, the biggest league or, or team uh, might, might not be the best uh, route um, because I think my company relatively was, was smaller even though we were one of the largest, you know, real estate uh, uh, power center owners and developers in, in, in the country. But more importantly, we had a boss uh, and a CEO that, that believed in, uh, in growing the next generation. And, and then I had an immediate boss with, with Brian Zabel, uh, who, who took an interest in me, um, 
really believed in, really believed in me and uh, spent, you know, just an amazing amount of time uh, mentoring me about the business. So yep. for me, those, those are the, you know, those are worth more than, you know, the, the immediate compensation and uh, the kind of the, the big sexy firms that, you know, a lot of people want to go brand names that people want to go to. Uh, go go to somewhere where uh, you can you know that that the that the from from the top down especially your immediate boss um, you know if they if they have an interest in in mentoring you uh, that that to me is you know w- worth its weight in gold. And I think that's great advice for both the leaders on you know that are listening to this podcast and making sure they spend valuable time with their team members regardless of the role and help with that career development plan. And then you know for team members just being a sponge, you know, kind of everything you talked about just comes down to like, you're just open to learning and you had a passion to, to grow your brand and to grow your craft. And, you know, speaking of that in any business, we talk a lot about efficiency and during your time with DDR Corp, you not only were, were growing in kind of that management training program, but you also went back and received your JD in real estate at Cleveland state university. So what's your advice on to listeners on being able to juggle so many different, you know, kind of tasks and, and, your opportunities at once. Well, in my experience, I think that the key thing is you have to have passion for it. Um, so for, for those six years, um, the two years that I spent pre-law school and then the four years that I did night law school, which, uh, as, as you mentioned, still had a, a full, more than a full-time job, uh, get, given the role I was in, I don't think you can do it without a, you know, sincere passion for, for what, what you're doing. So um, it, it really came down to, you know, having to put a lot of other aspects of, you know, your, especially your kind of social life on, on hold. Uh, but, you know, it's in the office at, you know, 5.30 a.m. and didn't get home from law school uh, until, you know, about, about midnight every night. So, there, there were long days for, for six years, uh, but, you know, I, I, loved, I loved every day. I loved the people I worked with. Um, I loved the industry I was in. And, you know, then it's not, it's not work. It's not long hours. It's getting, you know, as you said earlier, like a sponge. And I tried to, you know, read everything I could about real estate the first couple of years with analyst reports and, and different, you know, investor pieces. And then um, in, in law school, again, just so many synergies uh, to, to real estate and understanding the le- legal framework around it um, and how to approach, you know, any number of, of, of business issues uh, through the kind of le- legal mindset. So um, my, my recommendation would, you, you can't do it if you're not passionate about it. So find something you're passionate about. And then um, it, it's still a lot of work, but, you know, you... Uh, it enables you to get through all those long nights because, you know, you just, uh, you know, you love every second of it. Yeah, no, absolutely. It comes back to the passion, but you're going to have to put the time and energy and be willing to grind. And you've certainly shown that in your career. And, you know, for the listeners out there, there's a variety of listeners, some that, that may be wanting to get into the sports business, some that are maybe out of the sports business, but have always been intrigued by it. So as you look back at your overall experience for those first six, six and a half years right out of college, what's a key learning from working in another type of industry that you took and, and you're now applying to your sports career? Well, I think you do have to have a kind of a North Star about where, where you're going. So for, for me, 
around the same time, uh, my, my, my dad and, and, our, and our partner, Rob Hoskins, were, uh, were acquiring the USL. And, you know, we, we knew that, that real estate and stadium development was going to be a huge part of what, uh, what would, you know, be the kind of the rocket fuel for, for the league. So that I think we, I think we acquired the league around 2000, formally acquired it around late 2008, 2009. And so I knew I wanted to get into sports, um, but I, I needed to have a, you know, expertise in an area that I, that I could bring uh, to the table to enable us to, you know, really execute on that strategy. So part of it was wanting to get experience working for, you know, a large publicly traded company, how you, how you handle investors, how you handle analysts, um, how you, how you run a large enterprise. And again, for me, uh, had the unique opportunity with the, the program I was in, uh, that I got to see, you know, that enterprise level management, um, and done by someone, uh, with, with Dan Hurwitz, who I think is one of the, you know, top CEOs in the country and get to see that every day is like, you, you, you just can't learn that in any business school. Um, and then having in the back of my mind, uh, the, you know, professional sports in particular USL, where a big part of our, our thesis in, in acquiring USL was to not only transform the ownership, but a parallel to that was to um, build stadiums um, because stadiums are the foundational piece that drives the, uh, the economics of, you know, the four wall economics of our teams and, and now uh, the uh, beyond the four walls economics of our teams with the ancillary real estate development and is just, you know, necessary for a successful uh, professional sports team. So I had that as kind of my North star and, and then, you know, uh, wanted to get that legal framework as I was mentioning, because it, it's just, to me, so important um, and, and utilize it every single day in how I approach, uh, you know, business issues at the USL. And so, you know, had that North Star, um, had, had a passion about real estate, about, um, you know, corporate strategy, and, and now, you know, get, get to do it every day. So um, super lucky and get to do it. Um, similar with DDR, with just an incredible uh, team here at, at USLHQ and, uh, and, and across uh, our, our owners and, and front office staff uh, and, and players. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed 
on this podcast. That's indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Again, we're here on 52 Weeks of Hustle. The guest today, Justin Papadakis, Chief Operating and Chief Real Estate Officer of the USL. And so, Justin, you'd mentioned, you know, kind of it was getting to the point of, of ready to kind of join your, your father and kind of the business with USL. So, so back in 2014, you receive an opportunity to become the president of Commercial Ventures for the United Soccer League. And it was the fourth season of the league. And the league at the time had 14 teams. You know, and so as now as you think about the USL, what's your elevator pitch? We're going to get into the expansion of, of why fans should watch and why listeners should consider, consider working in the league and on the yeah. team side of the USL. Well, we had 14 teams, um, and when we look back at 2014, it's really not, it's really apples and oranges to where we are today. So, you know, my dad, our, our partner, Rob Hoskins, uh, they just did a Herculean job of starting to change the profile of the league for the first couple of years. Again, it's hard to change a league because you have existing owners um, and you have to make the brand uh, investable for ownership uh, and for uh, and for city partners to build stadiums. So that that pivot uh, is extremely difficult. And they executed that, um, you know, really, really extremely, extremely well. And we were able to um, attract ownership who believed in, in, in our vision and coming out of 14, um, af- after I joined again, they, uh, gave, you know, Rob and, and, and Alec gave me the, the job of, you know, we, we got to go build, you know, 40, 45 stadiums, um, to make this league where we want it to be. And so I, uh, you know, had to get my, my, my feet wet a little bit and, and get to know the sports uh, industry for a couple of years, which is, of course, you know, different than, than the real estate industry. So, you know, wanted to have a, a year or so under my belt, getting to know the business of sports. And then, you know, really kind of uh, put, you know, a significant amount of my time, you know, the past uh, several years and, and will be for the next several years, um, into the, the, the real estate side, um, of, of our business. And so you mentioned in your first full year in 2015, the league grew quickly from 14 to 24 teams, then to 29. And now there are 43 pro clubs across the two men's divisions of the USL and tremendous growth. And, And your vision is, you've mentioned it several times on this podcast to continue to grow this over the next three to five years and get to that 2026. And so the league ultimately wants to get to 60 to 70 teams. Why is the growth so important for the league? Well, it's, it's a great question and growth is important, um, but growth in, in and of itself is not is necessary, but not sufficient. So what we've uh, taken a very different approach to achieve this, you know, really high rate of growth uh, we made a strategic kind of decision, Travis, and, and that was for the league to take the um, kind of the, the, the front end uh, and responsibility for structuring our stadium deals across the country. So 
it, it varies a little bit depending on market. Some markets, the teams drive it from the beginning, but in, in most markets, um, the league, you know, myself, my real estate team, uh, we, we go in and spend, you know, two to four years uh, working with our city partners, working with um, individuals in the market from the soccer community, business community, philanthropic community, uh, civic community um, to bring professional soccer to their market. And so after we structure the deal, then, then we'll bring in a, an ownership group in. And so we really take a different approach on it and we do it at scale. So we're, we're, we're doing it, you know, now in, in 30 to 40 markets. Um, and we've, you know, been, been very successful at it. And I think we've had the fortune of working with just some incredible city partners that you know, just are, are visionary. They work so hard. They care so much about their cities, and they see the value of professional soccer to attract and retain millennials, uh, to drive economic development in in their cities. And so, it's um it's a formula that 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 we've kind of per- perfected, uh, and one that uh, over the next you know six eight months. You're going to see a you know a significant number of 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 new team announcement, new stadium announcements, and uh, we're we're just now really uh, in you know hitting hitting our 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 our, our top top gear uh, as as the league uh, grows in terms of the stadium size we're building, the investor profile, the valuations, the you know and and so many other aspects of our league that that really make it investable. And as a result of that, um, or, or why valuations are, are, you know, growing faster, faster than uh, on a percentage basis uh, than, than any other league. You know, Justin, you mentioned execution is, is certainly a high priority and you guys are certainly executing at its highest level. And, you know, to give the listeners a little peek behind the curtain, the league's looking to add 25 to 30 stadiums, eight are already in development, five have proposals out. And so as you think about that, one of the, the questions that may come up from a listener is why not spend the time focusing on maybe a smaller amount of teams and in, in smaller amount of stadiums early on, as opposed to going so big like you guys are doing? So it's a, it's a great question. And the, the only way you can do that is to have a lot of people uh, managing this process. And so, you know, my, my core real estate team with Dan Holman and Matt Rita um, are just exceptional. And we have a, you know, a secondary group of, of people that, that, that we work with um, on, on a local basis. And we have all of our steering committees set up in, in each market that help us um, on a day-to-day basis. So we, we, these projects are, take a long lead time um, and they take a lot of, of in-market time uh, to, to work with. So as I mentioned, you know, I'm, not, I'm not home a lot um, <laughs> and, and neither is my, my real estate team uh, because you know, we, we want to be on the ground with our, you know, city partners and our, our steering committee partners that are working on these stadium efforts uh, every single day. Yep. And so 
when we look at at putting it together, um, I think we we have enough experience now. We know where there's a viable pathway and, and where there's not. And and we spend time where there's a viable pathway. And there just happens to be, you know, you know, 35 plus viable pathways um, that 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 we believe in, that we think that stadiums can get done in, that teams can be successful in. And so um, we we are pursuing those on the back end. Uh, if, if again, for the listeners looking for jobs, um, you know, we're hiring a entirely new department of seven plus individuals to work with our all all of our uh, uh, teams from you know we call it onboarding. So the onboarding from the time side. they sign. You know, they sign a franchise agreement uh, to the day that they start playing from ticket sales, sponsorship, uh, merchandise, website, apps, marketing, digital marketing, et cetera. Um, we, we have a team that that is working with them every day and they're 100 uh, percent of their time is focused just on those uh, expansion teams. So at the league office, you know, Alec has made this. Um, a priority from from day one, our, our, our CEO, my also my dad, yep. um, that that our league, um, and I know you know you spent some time at at Teambo, yep. uh, which we studied a lot because they're they're the best in the business. Um, as we were going to be, we were going to have a first class league office, and that meant having a staff that could help the teams optimize. Uh, all aspects of their off-field and on-field uh, business. Um, so that's been a priority, and that's why you know we have 80, 80 and growing. You know, I'm sure we'll be at, we'll be at 100, uh, you know, o- over the next year, and that's how we're able to scale. One of the exciting things I think about working at the USL um, is that we have you know a large you know enterprise now, but we are a really fast growing league. Um, so we're growing 20 to 30% just on a headcount basis, uh, if not more per year. And, and I expect that to continue uh, for the foreseeable future. And so coming to work at USL, um, you know, every six months, your job is going to change. There's going to be new openings. Um, and that, in, in most other leagues, they are, you know, more of a, a three to 10% type of growth, growth companies. And you just don't have that, you know, rapid scaling. Yep. And so you just have a lot of opportunities for growth. We're going to like, you know, like, like, like I started, we're going to throw you into the deep end. Um, and we have so many people that have started out as, you know, interns and now are our vice presidents. And so we, we love that. We love hiring from, from from within uh, when you know when 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 merited um, and we really value our culture here at the league office so uh, it's exciting and then across the league uh, we're adding 35 teams over the next couple of years so there's going to be a lot of uh, front office jobs uh, for people who who want to want to work in sports. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. And you think about the rapid growth of, of not only the USL, but but also soccer in general, right? Certainly in the United States. And as of the 2020 season, you know, 13 USL teams are affiliated with MLS teams. And so what is your expectation and story as people look at the USL long term? So we we've had a clear mission um, for, you know, for a while now. And that's been for us to have two of the top 10 leagues in the world. And so uh, the, the MLS uh, partnership was, was fantastic. You know, we have a just tremendous amount of respect for, for Don Garber and, and the whole MLS league office, a lot, a lot of colleagues and, and, and also friends. Um, and, and they've done an amazing job at growing the game of soccer in the United States. And what we believe is, is necessary is, you know, we have to have high level professional soccer at the top hundred markets in the United States or, or maybe more. And so we are working side by side, um, you know, in growing the game of soccer um, in, in different markets. And, but with the same goal of having, you know, everyone within a, you know, 10 to 30 minute drive of having a, a professional soccer team that you can call your own, that has a first class fan experience and that has a, a first-class academy uh, to develop uh, the, the players of the future. So that, that's how we look at it. Um, and, you know, I think, you know, the, the overall objective uh, is, it, is, is, is similar. Um, just our, our strategy for, for executing on that is, you know, is slightly different. No, and you know, I certainly can can hear, and I'm sure the listeners can hear that the passion that you have, Justin, for not only the the league, the growth, the game, and you know, so as the growth strategy continues, you led off the podcast. Hey, this is going to be a different come 2026. And so, as you think about the strategy continues on to the World Cup in 2026, what are you most proud of thus far that the USL has accomplished? Well that that question for for us is very simple and 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 the answer is that from the time you know that 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 we you know purchased the USL uh to when 2026 comes we can look back and say we have played played a part uh along with our owners and city partners uh in creating thousands of, of playing jobs, uh, hundreds, if not thousands of coaching jobs, thousands of front office jobs, um, and thousands of jobs around uh, our developments uh, in, in, in our communities. And so I think, you know, the short answer is we felt we, we feel and we still have, you know, still have some work to do uh, that we are growing the soccer ecosystem. It's the game that that we just have so much passion for um, and to have a successful sport um, you need all of those elements. You need, you need a great Academy to have young players grow. You need, you need a, a first team that has um, you know, that has great playing conditions that have wages that they can live on. Um, and to have that you need, you need a financial uh, infrastructure with a with a stadium um, and you know and other other revenue generating elements 
uh, to make it a, a valuable proposition to attract uh, top top ownership. Um, and, and you need a development to really make the stadium uh, in, in most cases and in many cases, uh, part of a district that is, you know, what we call the community living room. Um, and so, and you need the front office people and the city partners, you need this whole ecosystem uh, of people to grow the sport. And so we think we're um, by this rapid, especially this rapid expansion, we are playing a part in that. Um, and, uh, and we think that's growing the game and, and that's what, that's what keeps us going every day. No, absolutely. And it's certainly a passion for it. And I, you know, I'm very excited for the, the continuous to watch the growth of the league and you Justin, you, you've had such a great career, you know, certainly playing the sport that you had a passion for. Now you're working in the business, but you also have had some real life experience outside of sports. So as you look throughout your entire career, what's been your best memory thus far? Well, you know, I, I'm fortunate in, in that we can have a lot of great memories, you know, every 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 month or two. Um, it's it's just very rewarding for me to start uh, a stadium process um, and get together for that first that first meeting, and then and then be at you know the grand opening of of of, of a stadium and and development that. Um, you know, that's transforming a community. Uh, and so we, we get to do that, you know, now uh, you'll see a lot more o o over the next uh, several months. We get to do that, you know, ev every, every, every month or so. Yeah. And that, um, that, that's really impactful. Um, we just have so much pride in that. And to think that, you know, for the next, you know, 30, 40, 50 years, uh, week in and week out, uh, the members of, you know, the, the community uh, that we built that stadium in are able to come down with their friends, their family, um, and, and enjoy, enjoy a live experience and create memories uh, at that, you know, again, at that community living room. Um, and we played a part in, in making that happen. Bring it is so exciting. Um, and uh, so that that's what we that's what we get up every day for. And uh, and and it's it's definitely the, the, the best part of my job. That's awesome. Well, Justin, this has been great. Very cool to hear from someone that's had that passion for soccer their whole life. And is now living it and taking you know the, the USL to the next level. So to close it out, I like to put our guests on the hustle hot seat. So you ready for this? All right. Ready. Well, you've mentioned several times you're on the road a lot. So if you could pick one place to travel anywhere in the world, where would it be? Wow. Well, we love all of our teams equally. Um, of course. So, uh, you know, whatever market we're working on, uh, we, I, I, I like, I like to travel to. All right. What if, uh, what if you would have to take your wife on a nice vacation? Where would that be to travel to? It would definitely be to a, a USL match on, on, on the weekend. <laughs> all right. All right. There you go. What is the best book you've read in the last year? last year. So I'm a big, I'm a big reader, um, on corporate biographies. And I'd say that, well, my, my favorite book and, you know, has, I think some, uh, you know, really, even though it's technology focused is, is crossing the chasm. I think it's just a seminal book on, on, on corporate strategy. And, uh, and, and for me, you know, I, 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 I read it, 
Uh, you know, I read it more than a year ago, but I, I reread it periodically because I think it is uh, it's one of the best out there. And uh, if you like corporate strategy, you know, that that that's the seminal book on it. So I would encourage your your readers to to uh, to take a look at it. Yeah, absolutely. If you had to delete all but three apps from your phone, which ones are you keeping? Well, I think I'm going to keep my uh, my my Delta app because I need that to, to travel um my my usl app um and and my outlook app because uh get, get a lot of emails when, when i'm on the road yeah no absolutely well justin to close it out what are three key takeaways you'd give every listener to be in your shoes one day well first of course would be you know find find a business that you're passionate about uh, because you know it's gonna be a lot a lot of long hours uh but if you have um you have something you're passionate about, it's really not work. Uh, second would be to find people and especially, you know, early on, uh, you know, bosses uh, that, that can not only be bosses, but mentors and, and help you uh, learn, learn the business and, um, you know, spend, spend time with you, uh, you know, out, outside of, of, you know, the, the day-to-day work environment. And then the, the third, third one would be, you know, of course, to surround yourself with, with great people. Um, we, we have that in spades uh, here at the USL uh, League office. And, um, you know, so fortunate to get to work with them every day. They're, um, you know, just drive our business uh, in incredible ways. And it's just it's uh, when when I am in the office, uh, look forward to it so much uh, because, you know, we we have such a great culture here. And, um, you know, I, I enjoy coming to work every day. No, absolutely. Just couldn't agree more. You know, this uh, kind of the, the common theme of this podcast has been about having that passion and no matter what you do finding those mentors to help, you know, you, you learn that early on in your career, you had some great mentors that, that exposed you to a lot of great things that have helped you get to where you're at and continue to surround yourself with great people. So great advice, Justin, thank you so much. I'm certainly excited to see the growth of the USL. You've definitely had a great career, pleasure talking to you and I appreciate your time and expertise. Thanks so much, Travis. Uh, and, I, and I appreciate what you do. Uh, lo- love uh, the podcast. Uh, learn a lot from it. So uh, you know, again, the sports industry is, uh, you know, it's just an amazing, amazing place. We have so many incredible people like yourself that, you know, spend the time to, uh, you know, that we can get to know, you know, our, our colleagues in the business. So pre- appreciate what, what, what you do. Thank you for the kind words. Again, this is Travis Apple. Thank you for listening to 52 Weeks of Hustle. Be sure to follow the podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. We'll be back next week with another industry leader. Have a great week. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, 
Access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.